Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Brian Robinson, you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with, of course, one of the one of the oldest friends of the podcast and of the radio show, one of my great friends, IRL. His name is Siege, Mr. CJ Kaltenbach. You can find him on Twitter at the Siege DFS. Here for the hot take, Siege. What the hell's going on, brother? Dude, I was telling you, I've been enjoying life. It's been a nice month and like five weeks off. I haven't done much. It's been so enjoyable. Like I've been in the grind for like 10 years and finally like just not having to do day-to-day content like every single day for a month. has just felt so nice. It's, it was a nice vacation. But you've always sort of dressed like you don't have a job. What's wrong with the pump? What's wrong with the polo shirt? <laughs> I, I, I think I see a little. I think I see a little chest hair, Siege. Oh God! Put the top button on. It's, it's an older shirt, I guess. Probably it's probably on its last life. Uh, look, uh, I, Siege's shirt is 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 not as terrible as I've been letting on. But there are some players out there with some terrible and egregious fantasy ADPs. Of course, uh, we want to bring Siege on to sort of talk about a few of those things. Just first, like over, overall, Siege. Any thought? I'd like to hear your just general overall thoughts about the the state right now of how these best ball drafts are going versus how traditional redraft leagues are looking. As I've started to um, as I've started to put together the redraft cheat sheets for the managed season long leagues, you know the, the, our, our primary product. It's been I've been really shell shocked after doing these best ball leagues mainly on underdog for the past you know back before the combine right until now with how much i have to shift things around because wide receivers go so much earlier in in underdog i'm noticing a big difference with this with with now that we're starting to get some true season-long managed league adp data from some of these sites that that's i don't think that's necessarily how it's going to be for 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 that and so i guess from you, a guy who thinks about this stuff a lot, do you think this is a year where we're going to be seeing more of these more of these wide receivers go off early, even in, in, in season long managed leagues where we have these dudes like the Aaron Joneses of the world and and um, you know the Joe Mixons who looks like he's going to be able to play this year and stuff like that, falling to the third, sometimes fourth rounds of these things, whereas you know you're going to have to take wide receivers like Jalen Waddle and Amon Ross St. Brown and players like that a whole round before those types of guys, if you're looking at underdog, 
do you, oh, is this going to transition into redraft or is this just two different games that we're talking about now? I think it will. I think it's going to trans. I think early on, I think that you're going to see it kind of be more traditional running back heavy early. And you're going to be like, Oh, the wide receivers don't go as early, but as close, the closer you get to the higher stake stuff in Vegas, you know, your FFPCs and your NFFCs, I think you're going to see the wide receivers start to rise a lot. I, I just think that a lot of these timeshares are just going to be pretty tough to invest a third round pick in a lot of these timeshares right now um, for the wide, for the running backs. And it's like, you know, I can get a stud wide receiver there. I, I think it is going to be a thing. All right. So uh, it's as, as I've seen it, like, would you rather or- use a third round pick on Brees Hall or would you rather use a third round pick on Debo Samuel? I think I would rather, I mean, the way I have it outlined right now, I think I would rather take Bree, I'd rather take Brees Hall because after because then if I if, if I'm able to get him in the third round, I bet you that I would be able to get in the fourth round, you know, Calvin Ridley. I'm still interested in taking shots on guys like De- DeAndre Hopkins still, you know, fourth, fifth round area. Yeah, I, I think that ADP is good. I think the days of fourth or fifth round Hopkins are going to be gone soon. Yeah, uh, well, probably so. P- people have forgotten he's really good. But th- I mean, there's th- th- there's a pocket of these guys that I'm interested in. Like the I know, are you into Drake London this th- this year? You you were super into him as a rookie. Like, I'm getting him. I just think the coach is just an idiot. That's really the hard part. Like the weapons are all there, but the coaches just play so slow, and he wants to run the ball. And ugh, I don't know. All right, look, the man, talent's it, there. It feels like that, like when this guy gets fired, it's gonna be like the number one job for everybody next year because they're like, look at all these sick playmakers. If we just spread it out and throw the ball, yeah. And they actually did, even though they kind of went more with the seven on seven sort of draft philosophy with going with Bijan Robinson first. After going, what was it? Pitch. They went first, then they went London, then they go Bijan. At least with the rest of the draft this year, they did address you know some of the guts of the team as far as the interior line and defense and and stuff like that so they're they're probably putting together a little bit better roster that whole division is going to be really bad this year in the I, I just think that the fifth the sixth round running back range this year isn't all that bad i know it's like the dead zone it whatever. doesn't the dead zone shouldn't be a thing this year man i don't think it's a thing there's a lot of good names in there i like yeah all right so let's just talk about some of these adps um do, do you want to start AFC or NFC? We're going to go by division. Can we start with NFC West? Because this is on the top of my mind. I actually was just complaining about it on Twitter. Okay, let's go NFC West and let's go then let's go clock clockwise. Let's go clockwise. NFC okay. West. All right. Who do you got? Matthew Stafford. Oh. I, I came on this show last year and I said Matt Stafford was the worst pick. But, but, but see, they're saying that Stafford is actually healthy. He's healthier now. As healthy as he's been is not healthy. (laughs) As healthy as he's been is like the co-way of saying, we can't tell you how hurt he is, but it's better than last year when you saw his arm was broken. Like, that's not saying much. Yeah. Okay. So Matthew Stafford right now is going as quarterback twenty-one. He's sandwiched in between Jordan Love and Kyler Murray, who might not even play next year. Um, I, I, mean, I, I would take like seven of the quarterbacks below him over Matthew Stafford. I would take Bryce Young. I would take CJ Stroud. I would take Brock Purdy. I would take Desmond Ritter, and I probably would take Sam Howell too. Oh God, Siege. Okay, so he's he's back, ladies and gentlemen. The Siege. He's he's here. He's well, here on the pod. He's he's back. He's back. I don't know if Stafford's a lock to even start Week One. I do. I mean, that contract keeps guaranteeing for injury. 
Like it's going to be curtain. It's going to be curtains for those guys if Stafford isn't isn't better than he was last year. Have you seen their schedule? It's absolutely impossible to start the season. Yeah, it's, like it, they have oh four. Like if they're one and four in the first five, I think they've played well. It's at Seattle, home Niners, at Bengals, at Colts, home Eagles. If if if, if I'm looking at the NFC West, I'm just trying to scroll down here and see. I think that. Maybe you'll think it's different, and maybe you'll think he's old. And I think Tyler Lockett is going a little bit too late right now. I think it's pretty egregious that Jackson Smith. Tyler Lockett's egregious. ADP is egregious every year. Yeah, I mean, it's just like he's he's literally going after he's literally going after Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's only going to be in there. I mean, Pete Carroll has already said he's only going to be in there in, 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 in three wide receiver sets. We love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I get it, but dude, Tyler Lockett. If you just look at his scoring distribution versus other wide receivers in the league, it just it really jumps off the page. How like how many big games he has? I mean, these guys who go like over the course of the last two years, he's gotten you a twenty-five plus PPR point game, twenty-one point two one percent of the time. And the guys who were going around him, like Jerry Judy, he's he's done it four percent of the time. McLaurin, eight point eight two percent of the time. I mean, Mike I mean, those Williams, guys are going like two rounds ahead of him too. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Also, his bust rate. So in PPR, anything less than ten points, I consider to be a bust. He's done that twenty-seven percent of the time. Like McLaurin's done it thirty-eight percent of the time. Christian Watson's done it nearly sixty percent of the time. DJ Moore busts thirty-six percent of the time. You know, I mean, as far as his scoring distribution, he's actually better than than DK Metcalf. So. I just I think the fact that Metcalf goes so far ahead of him and the fact that Jackson Smith and Jig was going ahead of Tyler Lockett doesn't make much sense to me. And he's a guy who I've been getting a lot of whenever you look at an ADP of what, 64 or something like that. That's six, six round wide receiver. That's it. That's it. I love that wide receiver range in general. Lockett, Mike Evans, Tony yeah. Burks. I think that's a really strong tier. For, for sure, me. man. For sure. And I probably would take them over some, like, Smith and Jigba, DJ Moore, McLaurin. Well, that's why I keep finding myself in that fourth, fifth round going running backs is because it's like, it's kind of the, these wide receivers of the Judy Williams, London tier McLaurin, like they get pushed up a bit mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, like they don't really need third or fourth round Christian Kirk. Let me get a guy who's got 65, 70% of the running back workload on a good offense, and I'll come back and grab an equivalent talent in the next round at wide receiver. But, and it's just going to be siege. Like what, and, that, and that's why I redraft. You take advantage of this stuff in snake draft formats because I see all those guys in a similar tier. And so when we, when we start getting into auctions and stuff like that, do you really think that Tyler Lockett's going to go for that much less than Marquise Brown or really that much less than, than you know? Probably because he's just boring. He's an old, boring vet. Yeah, I will. He there's, there's no sex appeal. There's no like, I look at me. I drafted Tyler Lockett. That I'm gonna tweet about it. And I'm gonna tell my friends about it. <laughs> no, right? There's no like. Yeah, no, he just get it. does what he does. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. But t- but dude, Tyler Lockett's been good. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's been a, been I, a dude, beat, You're speaking to prior on Tyler Lockett. I think I own a ton of Tyler Lockett every year, and I probably will until he retires. And I right. own Doug Baldwin a ton before even Tyler Lockett was around. Like that guy was been on my fantasy rosters for as long as I've been playing, basically. I'll be off him next year. I'll, I'll be off him next year because I, I don't think he'll be a Seahawk and he'll be older next year. Um, but one more year of Lockett. All right, so we said we're going clockwise. Let's go to the NFC North. You have anybody off the top of your head here in this one? 
Overrated? I, I, there's we're, no way. We're, we're, we're like underrated. We're underrated. Somebody who you think that the ADP is just crazy. Uh, okay, so the whole Green Bay wide receiver situation to me, I think, is completely mispriced. Okay, mispriced how? I, I don't understand why Christian Watson's going so high, and I don't understand why Dobbs is going so low. Well, because Christian Watson's awesome and Dobbs sucks. Okay, but you're like that confident about it? Yeah. I, I like, mean, no, no. You're no, that no. confident about it? I mean, it's, it, it's like it's orders of magnitude different. That's that's what you're saying, right? It's like you're talking about a fifth or sixth round pick. For, I don't even know where that is. Like a third round is. pick or like a, like, a, like a third or fourth round pick, and I'm actually looking for where Dobbs is. I'm not even sure he's like in the top 200. I've been doing so much of this. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way there's a 100-pick gap between him. And put Jaden Reed in there, too. I know he's got some buzz. Oh, like tell me there's a hundred pick gap between those two and Christian Watson, who by the way has not shown he can stay healthy whatsoever, feels a little extreme. I think you make a good point about Jaden Reed. I'm never gonna buy this Romeo Dobbs thing. I'm just, I'm not gonna do it. Like um and you're right, man. His 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 ADP on underdog is 39.9. So I've been just doing so many tests and simulations using the new redraft ADP data that's coming in from the season long sites that I've forgotten. He's going a, probably a round and a half higher. That's how all these receivers are, though. They're going so much higher on underdog. Um, that Christian Watson one does seem high. And if you're saying in relation to Romeo Dobbs, I can, I can understand that because yeah, I mean, it's in relationship to the other guys, right? Like I'm not saying like, you know, Watson is the worst of the three. I think Watson's the best of the three, but I get it. he also was the most injury prone of the three and, it. you know, availability matters, especially when you're using a pick this high. I just, to me, I just don't see how I would take him over, you know, even the guys that we were just talking about, but like, you know, Mike Williams or Drake London or McLaurin, I probably would take over him too. But I probably am going to be the running backs in this section of the draft. Where he's he's a guy that I'm not ever getting, so I'm just I'm just trying to scroll down and find. Where you know, Khalil Herbert is look? I mean, he's actually looking like he's probably priced appropriately. He's he's not near as popular as he was to start. He looks like he's going in the clearly going in the double digit rounds. Um, you know what, man? What about what about just DJ Moore? What, DJ Moore, his ADP right now is looking at underdog. Is I mean, Jesus, do I have to score more than this? Where is he? Forty-eight point one. Jesus. So he's going ahead of Christian Kirk. He's going ahead of Ayuk. He's going ahead of Lockett. He's going ahead of all these guys. I, I mean, that's just something I'm simply not going to buy into. A wide receiver in a new situation with a quarterback whose arm I'm not sure of at all. I'm not sure if the I'm not sure what's going to happen with the passing volume there. I mean, throwing what the second least passes in the whole entire league. And Herbert's just a starter now. They're going to do a lot more running back dump offs and stuff like that. Averaging twenty, you know, what twenty two attempts per game last year with Fields. Like DJ There's Moore, no way I'm taking DJ Moore over Michael Pittman. Can have a 27 20. He can, he can pitch this dude in for a 30 percent market share. You're staring down the barrel with 7.33 target, 7.33 targets. It's Drake. It's Drake London 2022. Yeah, and maybe 2023 too. Michael Pittman with that arm of Anthony Richardson. Though, sign me up with that. Like that, I think I would take a. Like at least there's a ceiling there. I'm just not sure what the DJ Moore ceiling is. 
Yeah, I'm I'm worried about obviously dude, Pittman might be the one I think is too high in the AFC South whenever we get to that. Really? Okay, we're gonna definitely disagree on that though. Okay, <laughs> imagine that. Um, but as as long as we don't make a factual physical bet on it, Siege, then I can at least <laughs> no, I, I definitely want to do that. Then Pittman's gonna have a third year. <laughs> I just it's like, dude, whenever you and I make bets offline, it's like that PayPal only goes one direction. It's on. <laughs> How bad I been, it's been enjoyable. I, I gotta say, gambling against you, brother. All right, um, NFC East. Um, I mean, this this for me is easy. I think, like, I think Tony Pollard going at like the end of the second round is just. Uh, I I would take him at the one two turn. <laughs> I mean, it's just I think he's I, I think he's going around too late, dude. It's just like he's been so good even before all this stuff, and now there's no Ezekiel Elliott. It's it's not. It's not breaking news. Like I don't have any, you know, I'm 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 not bringing anything to the forefront here that I don't feel like any everybody should be able to see with their own two eyes. Uh, I just wonder why the market doesn't see it the same way that I do. I don't know. Uh, He's he's a player I have at the top of my second round right now. So I I completely agree with you on that. Do do you Um, you do you have any worries that they might bring in somebody else besides like Ronald Jones? Or I mean. I feel like I, I, I do have one concern. The whole Dalvin Cook to Miami thing is like so rumored. And it's like, okay, but God, if they put him in, a, if they brought him into Dallas, what a disaster. Oh, well, then I'd be, golly. then I've already lit a lot of money on fire, Siege. If that I, I'm just like, you know, I just like, I, it, you know, they want to run the ball a ton. And like this, and this will lead right into who my most underrated player in this division is, um, because it's gonna you're, you're gonna probably just nod your head because it's the same idea. Um, Malik Davis uh, uh, going at pick two fifteen. Uh, this is a team that's going to run the ball a lot more with Mike McCarthy, and Tony Pollard has not really shown he can handle the lo- load. Like that's probably the one concern about him if you take him early. And Malik Davis right now is clearly the second guy on that depth chart. Sorry, Ronald Jones. No, you're not going to say sorry to Deuce Vaughn. You just didn't. You, you, Deuce you, Vaughn is a small time guy. Like he's never going to be like the belt. Like he's awesome. I love him. The guy made me a ton of money. Uh, his whole career really at Kansas state in lots of different ways, but like, he's not an NFL one a you get any situation. So you're going to play Deuce Vaughn in week one DFS. If, if you, if you max enter this year, Malik season. Davis will be because like all it takes is one Pollard injury. And like Malik Davis gets like 20 touches. I do. I think that Deuce Vaughn could have a week one like they had with Tariq, like Tariq Cohen had. I'm 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 gonna have at least a few lineups with Deuce Vaughn in case he scores three touchdowns in his in his first NFL game. And so you, I just I just don't know like if he can handle enough touches to like where it make him best ball viable. I've Maybe said I've I've, I've I've but I've said that for his whole entire college career siege, and I and I know it's a bigger deal going to from the NFL to, to from college to the NFL than it was going from high school to college. But in, in, in high school, I said, well, I mean, look, he's like five foot four, five foot five. Are you kidding me? Like, but he's just, he's, 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 he's held up. I don't expect him to hold up doing anything like he was doing at K-State, right? And at the NFL, certainly he'll never be a volume back. He just, to me, feels like a guy that just comes out and just, the weird, dude, weird things happen in James White. Yeah, weird things happen in, 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 in week one, too, or just everybody just says, who could have seen that coming? I could see Deuce Vaughn having a having a. I I could see James White out of Deuce Vaughn, but I just, to me, like Willie Davis going to 200s, when it's like, you know this offense is going to be way more run-heavy than they've ever been before. 
just seems absolutely wild to me. Like, yeah. he's always I, behind guys that I'm not even sure are going to be on teams. Next I need year, to make alone, like good players. I need to make a note of that Malik Davis. I'm going to get him up a little bit. That's a that's a good call. Win your fantasy draft with the 2023 Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet, now available at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard Roster Watch on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio live from all the NFL events, all of the training camps, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the Draft. Now, all you have to do is follow three simple rules using the legendary Roster Watch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. It couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You cannot afford a draft without it, and it's only at rosterwatch.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Um, okay. So now NFC South, can I, maybe I'll just do it as a whole. I have two for this siege. And so you can, uh, I'll just get, I'll throw them out there as the world's biggest B. John Robinson fan. I'm beginning to be a little bit worried that his ADP is getting too high. Um, I saw the interview yesterday that I tweeted out with the, um, with the Falcons running backs coach who said, was asked like, "Hey, you guys had a thousand yard record break, record breaking rusher last year. What's it like, you know, how, doling out those carries between those two guys?" And he's like, "That's just the way the NFL now. It's like if you if you want to have a main guy who is going to get all the main carries, he's like throw throw that idea out out the window. Uh, that's the, you know, um, I, when you spend that sort of draft capital on 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 Bijan, I kind of think that you have to." But there does seem to be an organizational stance right now saying, like, look, he's just gonna, he's a cog in the offense. Um, so I worry. A isn't little that bit what about, they just say for all rookies, though? Like, isn't that just rookie speak? Yeah, it, it is. But it's just a, it's a little bit worrisome when, when you're spending a what? Is, is he going seventh overall right now? Ninth or nine point two is average ADP. OK, so I'm a little worried until they cut Cordero Patterson. I'll be honest. Until that happens, I'm worried. OK. Um, and then just the other one, I, I think that, uh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. The, the, the other South team I'm thinking of is, is AFC South. So I'll just, okay. I got one that I just, I have not understood this the entire off season. I think this is downright absolutely crazy. And this is, I thought that we learned our lesson last year from this. And apparently we have not, um, Alvin Kamara is going at pick 100. What? Was that too low or too high? Way too low. Okay. Well, what about well, Jamal Williams is going to steal some goal line carries? Big whoop. That's been happening to Alvin Kamara's entire career. What about the goat, Kendra Miller? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> we're li- like, we're really now going to drop. Like last year, he was a second, third round pick. We are really now dropping him to there for a third round running back. <laughs> what well, third Come round? On. Good draft capital for a running back. He was like what the. Fourth was he the third or the fourth? Yeah, I, this feels like one year early to just be giving. This feels like max punishment for Kamara. Do you do you think do you think he won't face any consequences for the for what happened in Las Vegas? I just don't know if the timing of it. Like you kind of thought this would be done by now. 
and it's not. My contention's always been that the NFL was alerted by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department about this about this prior to the Pro Bowl, and the NFL let him play in the Pro Bowl. So it's like he's not guilty. There's I mean, when's the next court? If I was his agent, I would be running with the narrative and saying like, oh, so whenever you guys got to make some money and stuff, you're just going to tell me he can play. And now you're going to come back to acting all virtuous about this two years later. I mean, you got to let the legal system play out. But I mean, again, like, you know, they pled not guilty. Child's not set until July 31st. So like. That you know? makes I think that's what people are saying though. It's like saying like, damn, there's going to be a trial on July 31st. I could get hit with a nuke here, you know. But like, it's not a nuke. Pick 100. Yeah. Well, that makes. I mean, pick. Remember, 100. remember the Tyree Kill year where he was like going super, super low, yes. and then like he suddenly was like a top two round pick again when everybody realized nothing was going to happen. Yes. You have that. So, like, where is he going? Like, if I told you Kamara plays 14 games next year, where does he stop on this list? Like where's Nixon J.K. Dobbins range? Yeah, I mean, if I mean it's Alvin Kamara with a, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Jesus, no, it's almost like I'd probably maybe rather have him than Travis Etienne. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's I mean, like the price is baked into it. Yes, you have to build your roster and understanding you might be without him for six games. But okay, you're, it's pick 100. We're not dealing with like a premium pick anymore. Kenneth Walker's in that range. I would be. And then what happens about. if you get, what happens if the trial happens and you know, like he comes back and the jury says not guilty, then the NFL is just going to then suspend him. and He's not going to appeal. Like that's going to take time too. Again, risky. Sure. But like all the price, like last year, the price was like fourth, like fourth round when people thought things were going to happen and it rose the second round. Like this is now ninth round. I just feel like the price is a little too steep for this. Do you, well, okay, so what? What about what about this? I think his eighty. I, I think his ADP is probably right next to Alexander Madison, right? Because those guys are. Oh, Alexander yeah. Madison seventy six point five. Um, Kamara pick one hundred. Okay, so, so in, he, I mean he's so, right next to James Cook, who will bring come up later. Me, so that might be the issue for me. Because you're looking at, at 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 underdog ADP. All right, let me just hold on. Yeah, that's what oh, I have. God, to it's a lot. Is it Alexander else? Madison's ADP is up to seventy six point five. Right, they're basically saying Dalvin Cook is gone, which yeah, I, I I don't know about that. Yeah, man. So in, on this, he's going at the same time as Zach Charbonnet. That's starting to get a little bit too low, Siege. That's that's starting. Brian Robinson's a little too low. We'll bring him up in a minute. Like, but like, you know, like I, again, like. I just think that – let me rephrase this. The whole New Orleans situation, like, there is profit somewhere here. I think it's Kamara, but, like, if Kamara does miss eight games, right, then, okay, then Jamal Williams is at 128. It's going too late, and so is Kendra Miller at 134. Oh, right? You, you should be taking a stand somewhere on this because Derek Carr has shown that he can support number one running backs wherever he's been at all times. Let's go to the AFC, I guess. Do you want to start in the South or start in the West? Like, uh, the West? Did you not want to do the NFC East? Did, did we not do the – I thought we did the East because we talked about Pollard and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, don't, I, mean, I forgot to bring up Brian Robinson. I want to bring him up pick 107. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about Robinson. Just too low. This offense is going to be better this year. Um, better offensive co- uh, coordinator, better system. Uh, J.D. McKissick's gone. I think Brian Robinson's going to be – 
what a weird year for him last year. Um, and this is about where he was going last year. And honestly, like, I think his rookie season after what happened was way better than anybody could have imagined. So yeah, you know, Gibson's kind of getting lower in their priority list. I think he should probably be going a bunch bit higher than this too. Like I would take, for example, all these guys we're going to talk about, like Cook, Kamara, Robinson. I would take them over James Conner, Rashad White type guys. And like that's 20 or 30 picks higher than where you would, you would take. You would take Brian Robinson over Rashad White? I have no interest in Rashad White. Should we talk about him? Sure. I have zero interest in Rashad White. I know that the I know that the underlying metrics on him have been terrible. And if you pull him out, I mean they're they're gonna make they it. They have bad. Carolina Panthers of last year written all over them. Yeah. Yeah. And the you know, the quarterback situation the quarterback situation's gonna like have you seen any of the videos out there of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask and the, like they look legit bad just out there just throwing versus air. They can't they can't hit a the they can't hit the side of a fucking barn. It feels um, like they just might pull the plug. A little earlier than some of these yeah. other teams. Like, no, I mean, I get you know, it. like, you know, like at Minnesota, probably not. Bears at home, okay. Coin toss, Philly at New Orleans, like that's one in three, kind of staring you right in the face. Yeah, but I mean, a pass, but a pass catching running back like Rashad White, who got a good enough in pass protection through last season that Tom Brady would at least tr- was trusting him a little bit towards the end. It's, I mean, that kind of think, role. I just think this could be a bottom five team in the NFL, and I'm just not using a top hundred pick on someone I think could be a bottom. Yeah, bottom I mean, I, 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 here's 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 my deal. But I think Brian Robinson sucks, and there's no way I would take him ahead of Rashad White. But I mean, the wait, 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 wait. Uh, really Brian Robinson sucks. I think he's terrible. I think he's no good. I, I think he what? lacks talent. Yeah, I think he's bad. What really, on really earth really did you bad. see on last year's tip that makes you think he's terrible? He was awesome. Awesome! What did you see that made you think he was awesome? He looked he's, the he's, explosive he's, runs, the stiff arms. He's a slug. What, 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 what tip did you watch? <laughs> I mean, dude, he he was never particularly good at Alabama. He had a terrible pre-draft process. He was just brutal at the Senior Bowl, um, and then this year, clearly, I mean, I hate to I, I hate to knock the guy because everybody loves his story about getting shot in the leg and coming back and. I get it. You know, I think he seems like a cool enough kid, but I just like to me picking up Brian Robinson feels like that team was just dead set on getting their next Peyton Barber. They just want a guy who's a, they just want a Peyton Barber type player. What's wrong with Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber was like 900 yards and eight touchdowns a season. I'll take that in the nineties. I'll take that. No, no, you're talking about Tiki Barber. I'm talking about Peyton Barber. No, the guy who like freaking just like ran for three or four yards of carry and got all the touchdowns. Well, he didn't get all the touchdowns, but he, you know, he got, he got a touchdown every now and then. Right. But that's the, you know, it's the, it's the same kind of running back an SEC plotter that comes in and is just like, he's not overly dynamic. It's just, yeah, I, I think you're just underselling like the plotting a little too much there personally. Like, I don't you think, think that Brian bad. Robinson is a dynamic runner. I mean, I think he's, I think he's 4.1, 4.2 yards per carry. He's a bruiser. You know, he's never going to be like explosive, but you know, eight to nine, eight to ten touchdowns, a thousand yards. It might not be pretty, but you know, that's two hundred fantasy points. Do you, all right. Do you want to make do you do you, you want to make an, an Antonio Gibson versus Brian Robinson bet? You want to take Antonio Gibson over Brian Robinson? Yes, fantasy. Oh, we, 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 I mean, they're basically going at the same ADP, so I'm not giving you a handicap. 
Well, are are they the same ADP? What are, what are they? Brian Robinson, one hundred seven point five. Antonio Gibson, one thirteen point. All right, why don't you give me 10, 10, 10 points on? on I'm not team. giving you ten fantasy points right. for two spots in ADP. At, at least let, let's make the format PPR. Let's make the format PPR. Yeah, man, I'm a little biased. I just saw a sick Brian Robinson catch on Twitter. There Ugh. you go. All right, fine, fine. All right, usual bet. Yeah, that's fine. All right, deal. It's booked. Okay. Uh, I told you, man. Now I've just doomed Antonio Gibson. That paper. Yeah, this is good. I've got, got Brian Robinson. Only goes one way. Couple spots up my board now. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to AFC. Let's just start AFC South. Um, how about this? Well, I mentioned it earlier. I'm worried about Travis Etienne just with them saying that, they're, that they thought he got too much work last year. I was – during last year, I was cl- clearly thrilled – with the fact that it just seemed like they completely unshackled him and just let him get all the massive volume. There was nobody who was touching the football as much as he was there um, for a few weeks into the season. Um, I worry that they're serious about the fact that they kind of want to throttle that down. So I think he's going a little bit too high um, right now. At you got to take ETN at basically the three four turn. You know what the and problem I'm, is? Tank Bisbee is not good. Talk about SEC plotter. Well, Tank, I wouldn't call him a plot. He's kind of a duck-footed. He's kind of a Wayne Gallman. You know what I mean? He's a. He's uh, a okay, but yeah. you're, it's, it's like you know. Let's just say, like you know, it's all good in games in the offseason to say you're not going to give ETN carries. You watch, you get some carries to Wayne Gallman, and you know your early season schedule is pretty tough too. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like they really going to throttle him down against Kansas City in week two. They really gonna throttle him down against the Bills in Week Five? I just don't see how he's going twenty spots ahead of Joe Mixon. It just it it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, Joe Mixon and me, I I there is just a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of, when there's smoke, there's fire there. I just I can't quite get there. With I don't hate it per se. I just okay. I don't like him that far ahead of Aaron Jones. 20 spots ahead of Aaron Jones. Like, not like that doesn't make sense to me either. He should be, he should be here with other, he should be here with other guys like Mixon, JK Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, all those guys. I mean, I I don't see that. I don't see a huge distinguishable difference between it. Yeah. I think ETN's clearly better than a few of those guys. Like 20 20 spots of primetime premium real estate, 80. But again, we talked about like the wide receivers going in that range. Like, I don't really, I'd like to, I'd rather take, like for example, would you rather have ETN and I think this works actually perfectly. Hold on, I think this works perfectly. Would you rather have ETN and Tyler Lockett, or would you rather have um, Miles Sanders or Debo Samuel? I mean, I knew that that was going to be a good argument because I well, Calvin Ridley. Okay, let's use Calvin Ridley for example, like Calvin Ridley or Miles Ridley. I've always, I mean, Ridley's. Ridley really was coming on as just a stud before everything. So I um, probably shouldn't mention my AFC South player I'm fading as Kevin Ridley then, huh? No, mention it. Mention it. Because I, 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 this, this price is way too high. This is, this, is, this is the absolute ceiling price. Trevor Lawrence has shown he is happy to distribute the football all around. Um, he's not going to ever have a number one guy. He's just that good. Um, doesn't need to. Um, and the talent around him is solid at the wide receiver position. So I just think they're going to spread the ball around a lot. I don't see wide receiver one upside. I'd rather have Debo. I'd rather have Amari. I'd rather have Hopkins. 
Calvin Ridley has a better. I mean, he 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 has a better scoring distribution profile than any of those guys over over. Yeah, the, but that's, that's a, that's a completely different system. Like well, in Atlanta, exactly. there was like one and a half guys that could catch a football, and sometimes it was just him. In Jacksonville, there's like five or six. It's a completely different ecosystem with a completely different quarterback. But it's a better quarterback. But again, like you're just going to distribute the ball around. What have you seen from Trevor Lawrence that thinks he's going to lock into a guy for 200 see, targets a year? See, well, look, then if you don't like Ridley, you shouldn't like Christian Kirk or any of these guys either, right? Zay? I, I Kirk's probably going a little too rich for my blood. I think Zay is probably where I, I'm okay with that. He's going pick 120. I think that's probably about right. All the Houston wide receivers, I feel like, are going too late. I like the CJ Stroud stuff. I just hate CJ Stroud. I just don't know if he's good. Well, but don't you think if if you get in if you get in a spot where you're looking for a third quarterback in in one of these underdog drafts, it's probably such, it's such an easy stack because all the all 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 of his pass catching options are all still going to be available to you. You can yeah, take Stroud I, in like the thirteenth round and take Tank Dell or you know John Mechie. And you can get a little mini stack there at the end, just if you're looking for some third quarterback insurance, or you took two quarterbacks who have the same. I just model. don't know who the hell made the pick. Did the coach say it made the pick, or did the owner make the pick? You tell me that, I'll, I'll tell you what, what I really think about him. Right? I think that the whole scheme that was put together to be able to get those two picks in a row was a, a scheme that was devised because they. Th- you mean they, overpaying for a, for a Will Anderson, who I thought was the best player in the draft, like on talent. Yeah, but I paying think, a bloody fortune because that's who the team wanted, and the owner said, "I want C.J. Stroud because he looked good against Georgia." Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, that's my problem. Like, and and what and, and and what he did was he just said, "Look, we're going to overpay here, but we're not going to we're not going to uh, see it as overpaying." Because we would have traded up this, we would we would have traded this much draft capital anyway if we were trading up to get C.J. Stroud, and it doesn't why? matter. He was going he was gonna fall to him. Nobody else wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be true. Somebody could have traded up. Somebody could have traded up to three and gotten him. I just don't think C.J. Stroud. No, I don't really think there now. was that much interest in the league around other than Houston. Apparently, the Houston about, ownership. I'm not even sure that the home team what, liked him. No, no. See, ten, wasn't Tennessee trying to get up to three? I heard it, it was for the guy that's in the second it round, but it's possible it. it was for him. I, I yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. Talk about a player who's going way too low, by the way. Whatever Will Levis's ADP is, is way too low. Oh, so you think Levis is going to get in the game this year and actually I be think good? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that's AFC South. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I like. I think the ADP is fair with him and Tannehill. I think like you should probably just split your exposure down the middle because like one of them is going to crush. I, I'd say it's pretty fair. I would be on the Levis train. I just think he's good, but I, I thought that free draft, I lost a lot of money on him in the draft. So like I, I'm, that's me sticking with my priors and I'm just going to try to get the money back. <laughs> Chigo, Chigo Conquo too in the South is, I mean, he's going to, I get him in so many drafts. He's like, yeah, I, I that price is ridiculous. Um, the tight end for the, the tight end for the Titans. If you're, I, I'm, if, if you're listening to this show, you, you know who Chigo Conquo is. I was going to say, I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> there's a bunch of tight ends that are just kind of like, yeah, just chilling. Like I can see pop, I can see pop. Like I can see O'Connor would pop. I can see Dalton Schultz popping. Mm-hmm. I could see Greg Dolchich popping uh, under Sean Payton. 
You're the only guy that, uh, besides me, who ever just even said anything about Dalton Schultz, man. People just forgotten about him. I mean, I was convinced of that. That's why I was convinced they were going to take like a ready now quarterback that could just like is ready right now. They didn't have to do all the pro. Like the thing with CJ Stroud is like the Ohio State to the NFL system is just such an adjustment in terms of calling plays and reading coverages, and I just. It seems to be for the quarterbacks. It sure doesn't seem to be for the for the wide receivers lately. That's for sure. Well, the, the wide receivers, but like it's a lot more. It's reading It's like reading defense. Oh no, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and it's just been consistent fail after fail after fail as a passer. And I just see Stroud use his legs one game, and I just. I get it. He's he's like, like he like he's like he had the best wide receivers he'll ever have in his entire life. It's just. He's looked pretty. He's looked pretty but, good. I get, I get the price is so fair. Yeah. But, oh, and it's an, and is a super easy stack with the with the association. Also, Michael Mayer going up. Oh, we didn't do AFC West yet, did we? No. Yeah. Let's go to AFC West. I I would love to hear your Michael Mayer take, especially. She wanted his ridiculously absurd robbery. Uh, yeah, man. I, I he's love a prototypical Josh McDaniels like guy. Uh, yeah. I haven't. Do uh, you know what? We traded up for him. Like I haven't seen him on the football field yet. Is is is, is he wearing number eighty seven for for the Raiders? Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen I haven't any looked. clips of him yet. I haven't seen any clips either. To if, be honest, if 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 like, there's is. certain players you want to see in, I'm just like I know for a fact that he is a Josh McDaniels guy. He's going to crush for Josh McDaniels, and there literally is just nothing. He's wearing eighty seven. Siege. He's wearing eighty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's wearing eighty seven. He's wearing eighty-seven. They 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 already have the the uh, the jersey on sale at NFL Shop. He's wearing eighty-seven. Like I I get it. It's a second round tight end, but when the Raiders were trying to trade in the first round, nobody was giving up the pick. Poor Kansas City, if they hadn't hosted the draft, would have gotten a bloody fortune for the pick, but they couldn't trade it. What 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 would that have to? What how? They had fifty thousand fans outside. They had the Super Bowl trophies. You remember the whole thing they did with the Super Bowl trophies in front of the fans. When they made yeah. the pick? Oh, you're saying that they couldn't have done it because it, because they would have pissed off the fans too much. Oh, yeah. And the NFL and the optics, they had this whole big, big plan thing planned. And they trade the pick away? Yeah. They got King Felix, though. That made I mean, I like Felix. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, they got, like, could you know, you could easily could have traded in the top six picks in the second round and gotten him, right? Yeah, man. Let, let Tennessee get the fifth round, fifth year option on Will Levis. Like, you could. Like the fact that quarterbacks actually went early in the second round means they were trying to get him the first. Like you try to get in the first round for the fifth year option. Uh, let me ask, do you, do but you Michael like, Mayer is a stud. Like I oh, just, oh, I this know. is such over. No, I've over been talking like, to you about. I've been talking to you about Michael Mayer for what two years now. Whenever I call, because for people who don't know, Siege is a Notre Dame guy. And um, did you go there for undergrad, Siege, or did you yeah, go there for undergrad? Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, the. Um, so yeah, he 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 was an he's an undergrad Notre Dame guy. So like you know that he's the hardcore fan, right? It wasn't like he just went there for went there for a couple years of grad school, man. This so whenever I watch anything on Notre Dame, I'm always calling Siege or texting him and stuff. And the first time I saw this guy when he was like a freshman, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> who is this? Who is this? At Notre Dame, you started as a freshman. That's a, that solid sign number one that you're probably really good at football. Yeah, man. Yeah, sure. Jonathan Daniels is going to do all the block fake stuff with him, the tight end screens that he loves to throw, and the and he's went to Notre Dame. He played in a pro style system. He's going to know it all. He knows all the reads. Do you th- do you, so? Jimmy G is going to love him. Well, I have, if it's Jimmy G, I guess we probably should bring that up. But what about what about um? 
How do you feel about him? Because Dalton Kincaid is going well, well, well before him. No and chance. I, I think Stan Laporta is too. Yeah, I, no chance on either one of those guys. I mean, Laporta's probably fair at his price, but like, there is no chance I'm paying the Dalton Kincaid price. Yeah, because Laporta is 165. Dude, Dalton Kincaid is now up to 123. You're going to take him at the end of the 10th round. It's, I mean, it feels like, to me, I either want one of the five studs, which doesn't include Pitts. It's the four and Goddard. I don't mind a Waller or Ingram or an Okonwu type or Schultz, but like after that, it's just like, get me down to, I'll like, I'll jump Mayer 30 picks if I have to. Like if I have to take Meyer at 160, so bad. Like I get it, rookie tight ends, but this is not standard rookie tight end, right? Yeah. This is a guy who ran the pro side. Like he knows all the, the McDaniels is going to love him. He's very, very good. He's very good. I'm very, very excited to see him. What a great landing spot for him. Like, yeah, you fell out of the first round, but God, you landed in a perfect spot. Yeah. What about how how about for mine? What do you think of what do you think about not being too into Mike Williams this year with um with Quint with Quentin Johnston coming in, maybe having a s- similar kind of role to Mike Williams? It just feels like that the targets are gonna be redistributed to some degree. I'm just not a Quentin Johnston guy, to be honest. Okay. I think he's solid. I just zero on Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is going to be like Mike Evans. Like he's just going to get his and it's everything else. That's going to kind of resonate from there. Mike Evans, another guy who's going way too late. Yep. I mean, I because he could it. end up like on a really good team. Like he could be this year's Christian McCaffrey where like they're bad and they train him to a good team. And then you're like, Oh shit. Mike Evans is now on, you know, pick a team that's like really good at football. And you're like, Oh crap. He's bad. Like wide receiver two in the entire league. And I have none. And the, you know, the, and you know, the one thing about Baker Mayfield too, is that he's going to, I think he's going to lock on to Mike Evans a lot more than he would lock on to a lot more than he would lock on to Chris Godwin. He's going to, he's, he's, he's going to lock onto the Texas kid that he knows that he's throwing the ball with all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so Mike I, Evans is like such a prime candidate to get traded to like yeah. run restricted free agent next year. There's no money on the books for it. Like, it's so easy to just trade him. <laughs> I just think that my point with Mike Williams is he's going right now as wide receiver 23. I think last year, just an average, I think he was wide receiver 23. And let me just make sure. Yeah, he was. It's just in fantasy points per game or tied. I'm sorry. He was tied with Jerry Judy for wide receiver 22 in, in PPR. Um, it just it feels like to me, it's like, you know, is, is Kellen Moore that big an upgrade? to where it's going to offset the Quentin Johnston stuff. And I'm just not sure it is. So I think Mike Williams is probably just a, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like him if I can get him up a few spots later. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have like a problem with Mike Williams. I, I just don't know. Like, I'm like he's a target or anything. AFC North. You have any off the top of your head that uh, kind of stand out to you? Can I, be, I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but just stick with me. Oh, I sure. think the entire division is absolutely being overdrafted. Legitimately, like the entire division. Okay, so we're talking Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and why am I bringing Steelers? On the Steelers. Okay. So some of it's playoff. So some of it, like in best ball, is playoff schedules. Like they all play each other in the cold. It like when it all matters. Like it's all on the line. Mm-hmm. They're in cold weather climates playing each other. And in the like, wind. Not great. So I start with that. And then it's like all these teams like added a shit ton of new pieces. Like 
you know, the Ravens went and added some more wide receivers and they might not be done. And the Browns went and added some pieces and the Bengals, I guess are probably like the safest of the bunch. Like, okay. I guess I could get behind that per se, but you know, you know, week 16 playoff match, like at Pittsburgh on Saturday afternoon, like that's not great, you know? And then week 17, you know, when all the money's on the line, right. You're looking at them at Kansas city. I guess that's nice. But again, like last year it was like negative zero, you know, in Kansas city this time of year. That's like the second best week 17 game though. Siege, right. If it's it's zero degrees again, like, is it that good? No, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it'll have a 50 plus over under. Yeah. Not if it's that cold, but oh. again, like, you know, Cincinnati might be the exception of the rule. Like, okay, maybe I'll give you that, but you know, Baltimore's at home, you know, Pittsburgh's at Seattle. Like these offenses, just like a lot of different guys. Weird no one I really trust a lot of time sharing. And it's just like, okay, maybe I'll just drop the Bengals from this division and just be done with it. I've already said mine. Like I, I can get, I can. Agree. I'm not getting many Pittsburgh Steelers. Although I could be talked into Najee Harris. I don't understand why people are just completely off of that guy. I, I, running backs and foots are just a bad combination. I just, I feel like that what they've done to address the offensive line and bringing a sixth offensive lineman that's just a beast in Washington from Georgia. I think it's going to make a big difference, especially in, in the outside zone game. So I'm 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 not head over heels for not for Najee Harris, but I'm I'm a little more into him than I would. Would you take him over Gibbs? I'm not sure I could do that. Over Gibbs? I well, that's tough. I'm gonna have to look and see. Um, so right now, I think I yeah. Right now, and I while you're looking at it, week 17 at Dallas, and week 16, I believe they're home in the dome. Hmm. Uh, let's see if I got my schedule memory correct. Did you mean? Oh, wrong. At Minnesota, still are though. Still, I mean, God, that's that's almost it's better. Their 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 last two weeks are Vikings and Cowboys. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I still think I'm just going to go with the pure projected volume of Najee Harris and just more fade all this Jalen Warren news. Like I'm just. Is it no offense to Jalen Warren? Isn't he like the the guy who like is going to steal touches every year about this time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's exactly that guy. Yeah, man, he yeah yeah for for sure. Um, I he's like yeah if you if if you were to have a picture in the dictionary of like that guy in fantasy circles every year, man, if you see number number thirty or whatever he is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was just um, saying, I think you're right with thirty, which shows you how many times we've, we've heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> just what sickos we are. Um, uh, mine is mine is Joe Mixon. I just I just don't. I see you really just want to buy, on, huh? He just can't, he can't he he can't he see can't get on board with him. But to me, it's like the value is just too good for. I mean, it's Joe Mixon. I don't like him as a person. I I don't like the fact that he seems like he's continued to be a real knucklehead. I I just I love that the I love the offense that he plays in. I love the volume role that he gets. I love the fact that he's, you know, shown that he can even in the misty. I do love the running back depth chart. That is a nice case for Mixon. Dude, just yeah. I mean, it's is it Travion Williams? Samaje Piran's no longer there. And then I personal, I'm personally not a giant fan of Chase Chase Brown, who they took out of Illinois. Fifth um, rounder, yeah. That's so, probably the. You might be selling me on Joe Mixon here. It's just he's going so late. It's like what? What? I mean. 
there's not really much I got to. How much do I need to sell you on to talk about a guy that's going almost in the sixth round now? It's like yeah. it's pretty. You're probably out of this. I just need I just need Dalvin Cook to go to Miami. Can you just go to Miami? Because I'm not in on any of the Miami running backs. Just go there and then just I'll be fine. All right. So fine. So speaking of Miami, let's shift to the AFC AFC East. Um, you don't like a chain. You, you're not going to, you're not going to do no, that. I, I think Dalvin's where Dalvin ends up. So you really do think that's going to be the deal. I just can't imagine why not. Whenever I look at the AFC East, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that if people are going to be buying so much into all the different associated pieces here, I know it sounds kind of boring, but I like taking Aaron Rodgers as my second my, my, my second quarterback in some of these, even if I haven't stacked him that much because I can get him later on with, uh, with a Mikko Hardman. Sometimes I can get Alan Lazard a little bit later. I can't get him with can I be honest, Isn't it so easy just to fade the Jets and assume they jet one more time? It, yeah, it is. But, I mean, golly, I mean, uh, what like – let me just look at the exact ADPs because I, I just know from collective memory, it's like Aaron Rodgers really, really sticks around a long ways. I it's mean, like 113 or something. Okay. Yeah. So 118. I like him. I like Jared Goff. I, dude, I like that whole area right there. I like Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. I think all those. Also, guys- why I will never end up with Matthew Stafford because I love that entire range. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that would be mine. I said it earlier. I think Dalton Kincaid's probably going a little bit too high if we're talking Buffalo. And I'm unlike you, I find myself getting a little bit of a chain, but I completely understand the hesitancy there with him, especially if you think it's going to be a Dalvin Cook arrival. The guy I think that's going way too low, low is Tyquan Thornton. Way too low. I, I think he could be Patriots wide receiver one this year. 170 for him. I've heard that from a lot of, I mean, we're talking about a guy with sub, was he sub four, three? Yeah. And he's capable when of When he played last year, like when he got on the field, like it was dynamic. It was fun. Like you don't say that about a Patriots player very often, but it was like fun. Like, yeah, he definitely had some growing pains learning the offense, but it got better. And it really was just, he was just really blocked by Jacoby Myers. Like he was just blocked. Like he's really just an inside slot guy. Like they try to play him some outside and it worked okay. But like, he's a slot guy. He's quick. He's twitchy. He can, Boston scene. I I really like him in this offense. They got Juju to do a lot of that stuff in between 15, 20 yards. And I, I think they're going to let Taekwondo do short and long stuff. I think he's in perfect season.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.